the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Thanks for joining. This is Lewis Howard Live, and you have tuned in for another edition program, Insight Facilitating Principal Information to Make You Excited and Motivated and Inspired to Be the Best Version of Yourself That You Can Be. Did you know we're all here for a purpose? Did you know we're not here just to pay the bills? We're not here just to do the routine or just to do the thing or just to do the grind. Did you know that we all have a purpose that's put in a race to run the light? And I'm excited to be a tool in your life, in your ear, to help you be a better version of that. Hey, I had them in my ear. I'm where I am because I had people speaking in my ear and I listen. I listen to Tapes, come on, I'm going to date myself. Cassettes, come on, old school books. I read and read and read and listened. I was going and throwing some stuff out, and I found cassettes. I don't even know if you can even use a cassette, but they're learning and things that I have listened to for over 30 years. And so I'm sharing with you not what I heard, but what I know and what I live. So today, we're going to talk about IQ. Right. What's your IQ? We're going to raise the roof on your IQ. Most of us think of IQ as your intelligent quotient. That's what it is. Right. We take an IQ test. I am fortunate enough to have 148 IQ. That rates me up on the genius level in uh, the area of creativity. So that's my IQ. That's the level that I have in terms of what they scored me as when I took the test way back when. What's your IQ, right? And we're going to specifically talk about financial IQ. <clears throat> What's your IQ? How do you think about money? What guides your decisions and principles about money? I've been studying a lot with Robert Kiyosaki lately, right? You guys know, you remember him, rich dad, poor dad. He had the rich dad, he had the poor dad, and he learned from them both. He put them together in a book and became a multimillionaire, best-selling, one of the longest books on the New York Times bestseller list. And did you know that Robert Kiyosaki also did a book with Donald Trump before he was president? And the two of them have a book that I have been studying. So regardless of what your politics are, this ain't about that. This is about principles of how to have a high IQ. Now, you can argue a lot of things about Donald Trump, but the guy built some of the largest towers in the world, right? So that's where I started studying him from 30 years ago as, you know, the art of the deal and so forth. Well, the two of them have gotten together on a, on a book 
And the book is probably 12 years old, so it's not a new book. I can't remember what the name of the book was. Um, I think it's How You Can Be Rich is the name of the book. But it talks about the principles that Robert Kiyosaki talked about in his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And one of the things that he talked about is about IQ. He said, what is IQ? It's not real estate. It's not stocks, mutual funds, business, or money that makes a person rich. He says, it's information. It's knowledge. It's wisdom. And it's the know-how, a.k.a. Robert Kiyosaki divides financial intelligence to financial IQs, making more money that's measured by how much money you earn, right? So it's really not about the thing we think of IQ. So people are very proud of their degrees that they get in, in school. And I, and I commend people who go and get the degree um, and get the education. But education won't teach you how to be rich. Education won't teach you how to be financially independent. Some of the brightest minds in our country make the least amount of money, right? That shouldn't be. So there's not a correlation. I grew up in a time when education was the driver. Get, get, get educated, right? And that was the key to wealth and independence. Not the case. Not the case. Uh, hard work is not, right? Uh, there are certain ethnic groups that outwork all of us, and they're not rich. So hard work is not the key. You know, that we're told that. It's really about your IQ, right, and understanding what my financial IQ. So a couple questions you have to ask yourself before we get too far into this, and you can do it as a homework assignment, is where did you first learn about money? Okay, what was your first experience with money? Who taught you about money? The first dollar, the first cents, where did it come from? Because that is the foundation of your thinking. That's how you spend money today for the most part. Who taught you about money? Number two on that, did they get where you wanted to go? Okay, or did they just say, do as I say, not as I do, right? Because if you poor, you ought not be teaching me how to get rich. Uh-oh, wait a minute, right? Because that's what happens. We have people that don't manage money trying to teach other people how to get rich. We call them professors. Now, don't get mad about professors. I appreciate them, but they're not billionaires. We don't have billionaires teaching financial education classes in high school and college, Right? These are guys that get a salary based on what the teachers union tell them that they can get paid. Okay. If I'm going to learn some, give me a billionaire. Give me a multimillionaire. Give me somebody that takes a ride on a, on a private jet to get to where they want to go versus having to stand in line with TSA. Right. Who taught you how to get money? Right. Some lessons from grandparents and uncles have been extremely valuable. I'm not, putting that down. But if they didn't get where you want to be, that lesson only goes so far, right? That's like what we call a sixth grade education lesson. But if you want to play with the big boys, you want to play on Wall Street. Isn't it interesting? Donald Trump had a quote uh, in the book says, Wall Street is the only place where people drive up to get in a Rolls Royce to get advice from people who take the subway. Now think about that. 
right? But that's because our, our whole understanding of money is so twisted in our nation in terms of how we relate to it. So we have to start with how do we learn it? Did the people get where we wanted to go? And what's been the impact of the lessons? Did I get to where I want to go with the lessons that I learned from my first impression of mine? And you really need to take some time to think about it. It's not a quick answer because you have to really go back through your childhood because usually your first experience with money, it starts when you're young. My first experience with money was when I was five or six years old. It was 40 cents, right, for lunch. That was my first experience with money. And I had a guy take my 40 cents. So I went to school hungry because a guy that was a bully took my lunch. That was my first experience with money was it being taken away from me, losing it. What do you think I did in life? I lost money because of that stupid first experience that I thought didn't matter. It did matter when I was adult, when I kept losing money, couldn't figure out how not to stop losing money. Why am I losing money? Right. Think about habits that you have. Why do I spend money? Why do I keep spending money? I know I shouldn't spend money, but I'm spending money because somewhere someone taught you that. And that became a habit. I know husband and wives that have secret bank accounts. So the wife can go out and secretly spend money that the husband don't know about. Or the husband can sneak around and buy things that the wife don't know about. They're stealing from each other. Note to self, if you live in a state where community property exists, the money belongs to the community. It doesn't belong to one or the other. So you're literally stealing from yourself when you have separate bank accounts that you're taking money out of. That habit came from someplace. So we really have to examine, if you want to know about financial IQ, it starts with habits. It starts with where did I learn that habit about money and what am I going to need to do to change? Because the government is a bad parent. The government should not be teaching you anything about managing money. We are trillions of dollars in debt in our nation. We owe other countries money we can't pay. Okay, We print money so that we can have more money in the marketplace, which what? If you have an, if you got an abundance of toilet tissue in your house, what does that make the toilet tissue worth? Not much, right? Well, that's what money does, right? When you start printing tons and tons and tons of money, you are devaluing the money. Less is more. More is less, okay? So I'm going to give you a lesson that probably most of you don't really realize, and I'm jumping a little bit ahead because I think it's important. If you are a saver listening to me, okay, you, and I'm going to talk about it again, the game has changed for you. In 1971, the game for saving to wealth and financial independence changed by one act of a president, right? Richard Nixon took us from a gold standard, which is what America had been based on, right? You all remember the term Fort Knox, right? There's more gold in Fort Knox because gold was the standards of our currency in America up until 1971. In 1971, with a stroke of his pen, Richard Milhouse Nixon changed that to that the dollar became the currency. And the reason that he did that was so we could print as much money as we needed to pay our bills. But what happened is gold left the country. Because, because now all of a sudden people knew gold was more valuable. So gold today 
is probably 2000 an ounce because you can't get it. So now if you're trying to save money, the dollar is base is basically an IOU. You take it to the bank and you hope they have enough money to give you your cash out of that bank. Okay. So now instead of living on hard currency, which is what gold is, we're living on soft currency, which is basically IOUs. Okay. That's what your money is. It's an IOU. Okay. You hope that when you call the bank that they actually have that bank balance that you, that you say it's not backed by anything. Okay, the government says they'll bail you out if you have, you know, $100,000, I think it's up to $200,000, and you lose that, they'll bail you out for that. But it's not guaranteed. I don't know if many of you remember when the banks were shutting down because they didn't have enough capital to pay their, to pay their depositors, right? That's a per, uh, problem with currency. So in financial IQ land, if you're trying to save your way to wealth, that's not going to happen. You're playing to lose, or you're playing not to lose, and you're probably going to lose. So anyway, I jumped a little bit ahead, but I wanted to just kind of throw throw that out. Talked a little bit about my financial uh, upbringing and my background with, with money, which is basically zero. It was zero, okay? Because the people that, that raised me didn't know anything about money. They had jobs, and most of them had more month than they had money. You know what I mean by that? That means that the month is still going, but you out of money. The last two weeks of the month are rough for most people. They eat leftovers, right? They go in the food banks. Uh, they're dipping in the savings. Why? Because they got more month than they got money, right? My mom used to couldn't wait for the 15th and the 31st. Those were magical days in our house. You know why? Because money came in, right? That was my, So I grew up thinking, well, just work, work for the 15th and the 31st, and that's, that's it. And if I do enough 15th and the 31st is I'll get rich. Not so. Not so. I got further in debt. I got more and more upside down. Right? And I was one of those people that never met a dollar that I didn't like. Which means I was a spender. Right? I still am to some degree, but I got a lot more discipline today. But I like nice things. So as a young adult, I spent. I worked and I spent all I had. I worked some more and I spent all I had. Rinse and repeat. That's it. That was going to be my life, right? And I was just taking on debt, just like America, right? 75 to 80% of people are, are living paycheck to paycheck. They're in debt. If you took one paycheck away from the average American, they will go down. Let me give you another stat that you don't realize, that there are 9 million Americans right now that are more than 90 days behind on their car payments. Right now as I'm broadcasting this, that's real stuff. That's not on CNN. That's not on MSNBC. Why? Because they don't want you to know that. They want you caught up in the political fight. They don't want you in the real fight that's going to affect your life. Nine million people. 90 days behind. So that means that seven out of ten people you see on the street, they're behind. They're driving the Jag, the BMW, the Aston Martin. They're not paying for it. They're behind. Yeah, that reality, okay? So while you're going, putting in your 40 every week and working to feed your family, there are people that are in charge of our system that's really causing the thing to almost collapse on you, right? We saw that in the downturn of the economy. More people on Main Street got hurt than people on Wall Street. They had parachutes. They had ways out. 
you and I didn't have a way out. If we stop making the mortgage on our house, they're coming to get the house, so to speak. They're coming to get the cars, right? Eight million people lost their houses because they didn't have the financial IQ to know how to keep it. The rich, let me just tell you, many rich, they stayed in their houses. They stopped paying on the houses, but because they had the leverage and the financial IQ, they kept staying in the houses. You and I gave the house up in 90 days. Okay, that's the difference in financial IQ is knowing the rules. Okay, one of the things Robert Kiyosaki talks about, look, if you can't change the rules to the game, you got to know the rules to the game. My favorite game is Monopoly. Right? I love Monopoly. Why? Because if you understand the rules to the game of Monopoly, you can be king. Right. Robert Kiyosaki had a, a game called Cash Flow. Right. And it was this cash flow thing, and depending on where you operate and whether you're an employee, business, investor, you know, self-employed, you could play it based on that. And it was a fun game. But I really like Monopoly. You know why I like Monopoly? Because of two properties. What are the properties? Boardwalk and Park Place. Everybody wants Boardwalk and Park Place. I have never sat down to play Monopoly with anybody. They said, well, I don't care about Boardwalk or Park Place. You know why they want it? Because it's the best properties on the board. Right. That's what you want for your family. You want the boardwalk and the park place for your life. You want to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do with who you want to do it. I don't want somebody telling me to stand in line. I don't want somebody telling me how much I can eat at a buffet. Right. I don't want to tell somebody telling me when I can go to Palm Springs or take a trip or what I can do for my kids or what I can't do for my family because of money. Right. So we're talking today about IQ, that you need to work on your financial IQ for yourself. See, I got all excited and got off my points, but I'm just passionate about this because I see too many people struggling every day, depending on the government, depending on a company, depending on an organization to somehow do for them what they are unwilling to do for themselves. Right. If you let somebody else control your money, you got to divide by five. If you control your money, you can multiply by five or 10 or 20, right? I'm into controlling my own income, so I'm thinking of multiplying by 10, right? What are you multiplying by? The 15th and the 31st, right? You waiting around all year for a bonus that's not coming, right? This is what we got to think about in America today, 2019. We got to be thinking about how we get our financial IQ up to where we need to be, right? And we've got great people that I give shout out to, Susie Orman, and of course I mentioned Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Dave Ramsey. These people have come along and they're shattering the myth of finances. Now, here's the problem with most financial planners, right? And I'm glad Robert Kiyosaki said this, and I think in the book him and Donald Trump did said the same thing is, the game is not about living on less. Okay, we're taught that if you want to succeed financially, you have to live on less. That's not the game. The game is to make more, right? Go out and make more income. Stop trying to live on less income. Stop thinking that if you don't have that cup of coffee and if you don't have lunch today, that somehow you're making yourself rich. That's a lie. That's because you, you're playing the savers game, which I'm going to talk about that. That's playing not to lose. So most financial planners, all right? first of all, are not rich, okay? 
They are not multimillionaires. All right. Most of them got debt just like you do. Right. They have just learned through their financial IQ how to teach you how to invest in less risky investments like mutual fund, which is a, a joke, 401ks, right? They, they're teaching you how to do these things, but these things are all dependent on if the money is there when you need it. If it's not there when you need it, and we saw this again going back to the downturn, Shearson Lehman Brothers, one of the oldest financial institutions in America, shut down. It shut down. So that means everybody's money that had been in 401ks and investments and retirement and pensions in that institution went away. So it works if it's there for you when you need it, right? It's like healthcare. It's only worth it if I need it. If I'm paying insurance, I need it to be there when I need it. I don't need somebody to tell me, well, sorry, we can't honor your insurance policy even though you've paid on it for 25 years. Right. What what does that sound like? Right. I pay auto insurance. If I get in an accident, I have a claim and I have an insurance policy that backs me. What if I call up my insurance company and say, hey, sorry, we're out of business. We can't back you. Sorry, you paid the premiums, but we can't back you. That is what you're literally risking every day when you put your money in somebody else's hand. Right. So we're going to take a quick break and come back. And we're going to deep dive a little bit more in some principles of how to have a higher financial IQ and what you really need to think about and look about in your own life in order to achieve financial independence. You know, before I go to break, there's a guy that's a big uh, uh, producer and he works with a lot of artists. And he said that the guys you see making the hip hop videos, especially that's getting out of all the Bentleys and all the Ferraris and all of the cars leaves the movie set or leaves the video and takes an Uber home because he doesn't own any of that stuff because he didn't manage his money. He managed his music. He managed his talent, but he didn't manage his money. So he leaves the video that he tells you and I that he's got, you know, paper up to the ceiling and girls and all that, he leaves in an Uber, okay? That's an example of how people live when they don't manage their money and they don't have the financial IQ necessary to do it. Hey, you listen to Lewis Howard Live. We're going to take a quick break, come back, get into more IQ. Don't go anywhere. Tell a friend to tell a friend to join in and become part of the conversation. We'll be right back with a few words from our sponsor. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206 728 jobs. Hey, if you're joining us and uh, we are talking about financial IQ, this is Lewis Howard, Lewis Howard Live. Thank you for being part of the conversation. We're on fire today with this one. Hey, how to raise the roof on your financial IQ, right? How high is your education and understanding of money, right? Can you read financials? Do you know what those numbers mean? It's amazing to me how many people's job, especially in the field that I work in housing and real estate, can't read and interpret numbers of what they mean. That means you got a low IQ when it comes to finance. 
you're smart in one area and you're dumb in another, right? But that dumbness could affect not only you, but you're affecting somebody's income. So we've gone through some basis of what a financial IQ is, and really we got to get real with ourselves in terms of how we want to change our IQ. What's important to you? Is it your family, right? Do you want to create a future that you know you can leave a legacy for your family? Do you want to help somebody that's in trouble? Do you want to buy a car for someone, buy a home for someone, right? Do you want to do some things you've only dreamed of, but your finances and your understanding of it has kept you limited? So I'm talking really to anybody. If you're satisfied with your financial standing right now, then this conversation is not for you. I'm really reaching out to people that are dissatisfied with what they've been through. They have felt bound. They have felt subverted. They have felt taken advantage of. They have felt left out of the American dream as we've described the American dream, right? They got more month than they got money. They can't kill nothing, won't nothing die. That, that's the conversation because there is a way out of that. I got out. You can get out, right? So that's what we're talking about on how to raise the roof on your IQ, how not to be like the people you've seen in your life that didn't make it. It didn't get as far as you want to go. We are in an age of technology. It's a level playing field. You can create a website and never leave your house. You can market a product and never step out your driveway. I can order some online and never leave my desk and it'll come right to me. Okay. Technology and the knowledge that we have right now is amazing, but it doesn't work if you don't use it. So number one way to raise your IQ is you got to study. You got to study. I study history. I have been studying wealth and success and finances for three decades, almost 30 years. I have studied the greats of the greats. I have studied Henry Ford, Andrew Carnegie, Mellon, J.P. Morgan, people that built the financial institutions of our country. Do you know who they are? Do you know why you go to Chase Bank? Do you know who owns that bank? Do you know who owns the bank you bank in? Do you know the history of currency? Money in America, do you know where it came from? Do you know where it's been? Some of you don't care. I don't care just as long as it goes in the ATM machine and spit out money. All right, that's the problem, right? You're doing things and you don't know the history of it. So guess what? You're doomed to repeat history. If you don't learn from history, then you're doomed to repeat it. If you don't study, then you are sentencing yourself to ignorance, okay? So to take control of your money, I got to study. Why do I do what I do? How did I get here? And who's done it better? You know why I study people like Donald Trump and Robert Kiyosaki? Because they're doing what I want to do. So I want to learn how they think. I want to read their books. Who do you admire? Is it TMZ? Page six? Right? Is that is that what you're looking for? Facebook? Is that where you're getting your education and your study about who's who? Is the Kardashians teaching you? While they're making millions and you sitting there watching the Kardashians and you paying them. And meanwhile, you can't pay your bills. You, you can't get your kid the next pair of shoes or things that they want. And yet, you know, everything going on with the Kardashians. Come on, man. Come on. Get yourself together. Get yourself together. I had an incident last week that I just want to share with you that just really broke my heart. And I want to share it because it's so important because it's a microcosm of what's going on in America. I leave last week and I'm coming out of Starbucks 
and I'm getting ready to get in my convertible and I'm having a good time on purpose. It's Sunday. It's my day off. I get stopped by a man standing there and I turn to look at him and he's standing there with his daughter and he calls me over and he says, sir, would you mind giving me a couple of dollars? Me and my daughter are homeless, right? Now on any given Sunday, that wouldn't bother me, but something triggered something in me. And I looked at this guy and I walked up to him and I says, why are you here? And he looked at me like, what do you mean? I said, why are you standing here? Why aren't you seeking to get some shelter and get some apartment or get a home for your daughter? Well, they won't give me one. Okay, you notice the word they. I wish I could find out who they are because they are some powerful people, right? Anyway, he says, well, they won't give it to me because I'm a felon. I said, that's no excuse. Yes, they will. No, they won't. I've been down there. And you know what I told him? And I'm telling you today, you can't take no for an answer. You have a daughter. I told him, you have a daughter standing out here in front of Starbucks. You can't take no for an answer. You can't afford to take no, right? If you got a family and you got people depending on you, you can't take no for an answer, right? This little girl is depending on him to be her source, right? And I'm talking to her and she's just happy jumping around. And I'm thinking, do you know what you're teaching her right now? Do you know what habits you're giving her right now? Do you know what you're teaching her about money right now that you don't even realize? Here's a problem when we teach our kids things. They usually do it bigger than what we did, right? If you teach them how to smoke weed, they'll end up usually doing meth because they 10x whatever it is, okay? You go, whoa, I didn't teach them that. Yeah, but you laid the seed and the foundation and they watered and the tree became what it is, right? So I told them, hey, get off the street. If they, if one told you no, keep going to somebody else. So I, somebody out there is listening. You've been trying to get like a bank loan, right? And you've been told no because you don't have the wherewithal. Don't take no for an answer. If you got to call a hundred banks, a hundred investors, let it be what it be. You got to get to your yes, right? Don't take no for an answer. Don't accept your position as it sits with you today. Get in there, start studying. You can go right now on the on the internet and Google financial IQ. You don't have an internet, there's a library near you. You can go on a computer. You can go get a book. Okay? If you can't do that, there's secondhand bookstores. They cost two or three dollars to get a book on finance. There's no excuse unless you make one. So study. Abraham Lincoln had a quote. He said, I will study and prepare and then my opportunity will come. You got people that want to be ballers and shot callers, but they ain't studied. Right. They want to be they want to have a million followers on Instagram, but they ain't studied. Right. Don't follow those people. Right. Because they're going to end up having to take a shortcut in order to get what they want. Or are they going to lie? I can't tell you the amount of people that I have been around and in business with that I thought were multimillionaires. And they were five million dollars in debt, renting the house, renting the car and end up losing it all. Because they didn't want to do it the right way. OK, so number one is study. Learn your business. If you're in real estate, you're in finance, you sell cars, whatever you do, find out who's the best at it and become like them. That's how you do it. You don't have to go reinvent something, right? Before Bill Gates was Bill Gates, he found out who was the best at it. You know who was the best at it before Bill Gates was? It was IBM. 
IBM was the best. He learned from IBM and he 10x what IBM did and says, I'm not going to have a computer in one room. I'm going to have a computer in every room. And that's what we got. That's why I'm coming to you right now, probably through a computer based on Bill Gates is 10xing what IBM did. Okay. So you don't have to start from scratch. You can start right where you are. Study, 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 study. Become a student of whatever it is. If you want to be the best hairdresser, be a student of hairdressing. Learn everything you can do. It will help you raise your IQ. All right? All right. Key piece to take away today is that you got to know about the golden rule. Okay? Most people don't know about the golden rule, right? And the golden rule is not do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's what we were taught in school and Sunday school, and it sounds really cool. But in the world of financial IQ and money, the golden rule is he or she who has the goal makes the rules. Okay? The rich make the rules. Why? Because they got the goal. The boss makes the rules. Why? Because he signs the checks. He can tell you what to do. He can tell you to be there at 730 when you don't want to be because he, he got the check, right? <clears throat> the bank makes the rules. They tell you when to pay the mortgage payment because why? They got the money. You don't have the money, so you're not making the rules. You're following the rules, right? You may act like you're a boss on Saturday night, but we know what's going to happen on Monday. You're going to be following the rules, because you're going to have to go after the goal, and he who has the goal makes the rules. That's how money works in America, right? Next principle is the 90-10 principle that you have to understand, that 10% of the people control 90% of the money, 90% of the wealth, 90% of the real estate, 90% of the assets, 90% of the stocks, 90% of the investments, you name it, 10% controls it. And if we don't watch out in America, it's going to be the 5% controlling the 95% or the 2% controlling the 98%. Okay. That's where it's going. So if we don't start making more millionaires out of the the middle class, which is where they need to come, then the wealth is just going to keep pushing up to the top 10%. These people make so much money, they can die and come back and still be rich. Right. You still be trying to figure out how you're going to pay for your funeral. That's real. I'm, I'm just telling you, that's real. People die every day and all they leave is debt. They can't even get a, a proper send off because they didn't plan. They didn't buy even an insurance policy. They get sick. They got to depend on the government to take care of them. And you run around calling yourself a baller and a shot caller. Really? You got a 200 credit score. Right? Because you can't take the time to pay your bills or get it right. Right. No wonder uh, that song TLC, no scrubs. I get it. Got time for no scrubs. Got time for no wannabes. Right. So if you really want to play the game, don't get mad at the people that's got it. They played the game. They learned the rules to the game and it's and it's turned out for them. Don't get mad at Dr. Dre P. Diddy. Right. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. They played the game. They played Monopoly and now they got Boardwalk. They got Park Place. And you still trying to buy the railroad. And worse yet, you in jail and you didn't collect $200. That's the real world that we live in. You either have or have not. 
you're either on the inside or you're on the outside. I'm not talking about people out there that are working it, grinding it, starting new ideas. Hey, we got to fail at them. You got to fail forward. And that is part of winning. Let me, let me add that in there. Failing forward is part of winning. Did you know that most billionaires have filed bankruptcy somewhere between four and six times? See, we don't hear that. You don't hear that on CNN. They don't want you to know that. But the truth of the matter is everybody fails on their way to the top, right? But here's the thing about the rich. They don't want to tell you their secrets because they don't want a whole bunch of members to their club. So if you, if you sit down and think a rich person is ever going to tell you their secret, they're not going to do it because they don't want you in their club, right? So here's what I say. You have to write your own emancipation proclamation. You have to write your own Declaration of Independence. Do you know how America became America? America became America because 13 people decided that we're going to become independent of Britain. We're tired of this stuff. We ain't doing it anymore. So they signed a Declaration of Independence to start a new nation. Okay? That's how we got here. That's how you listened to me back in 1776. That's history. Right? You need to have your own Declaration of Independence. Slavery ended because of the Emancipation Proclamation that was signed by President Abraham Lincoln in the middle of one of the worst civil wars in our nation. Okay? That said people could be free. What's your Emancipation Proclamation? Right? What's your independence? And how do you get there? You got to start somewhere. Write the independence. Simply say, 20 years from now, I want to be debt free. 20 years from now, I want to be a multimillionaire. 10 years from now, I want a private jet. Five years from now, I want to own my house debt-free. I don't want to lease or rent cars. I want to go down and pay cash for the cars. That's your emancipation proclamation. I want to write a check for my kid's school. I want to buy my neighbor a new house or my friend a new house. That's your emancipation proclamation. I want to take, I got a friend of mine that goes on a trip and he takes 200 people on a trip and pays for them all. That's what he does. I can't even imagine in my own head. I'm like, 200 people and $500. I'm counting. Hotel, food. He does it once a year. What can you do that you can't do because you're suppressed, because you worry about paying the bills and getting yourself through another week, another day? And I'm very serious about this. There are people that take themselves out every day because they can't find a way. They take themselves out of the game. I don't want to see you do that. If you're listening to me today, there is a way out of this. It's called increase your financial IQ. The first thing you want to do for the homeless is not be one of them. Okay? You want to help them, you can't be one of them. If you want to help the addicted, you can't be addicted. Two addicts are not going to get themselves free. Right? So you got to get in a position where I can be the help where I can make the difference. And that means that you're taking the sacrifice and you're making the decisions to get yourself where you need to be in your own life so that you can turn around and help others. You want to play to win and not to lose, right? Saving is a lose-lose game. One job is a lose-lose game. Can't get financially free that way, right? So find your one thing that you are passionate about, that will pay you, and spend the rest of the next 20 years centering your life around that. And I believe that you'll look back on this moment and say, this was the beginning of me increasing my financial IQ. And five years from now, 10 years from now, doesn't matter who's president. Doesn't matter 
who controls Congress. It doesn't matter what the economy do. Financially independent, don't worry about who's in the office of the president. Okay, Poor people do because they're looking for them to help them out. They don't worry about who the legislator is. Financially independent don't care about that. Right. Other than eh, do I get some tax advantages? Do I get some leverage out of it? That's all they care about. You and I, if we're not there, we got to care about that. We got to care about things that other people that are financially independent don't care about. Right. I want to be the guy that walks in the store and I want to buy anything I want to buy. I don't care what it is. Right. I want the best and the finest that this world has to offer. And I've got to make the investment to have the highest financial financial IQ in order to achieve that. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I've really enjoyed this, sharing this with you. It's great insight. If you know somebody that can benefit, send them the MP3, send them this message, and let them help get themselves started on the way to become the next millionaire, the next billionaire, maybe even the next trillionaire is listening to me, and be the best that you can be. Hey, you've been listening to Lewis Howard. Thank you for being part of the conversation. We'll see you next time on another edition of Lewis Howard Live. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com. Slash four five zero six eight eight eight. Get it today.